Hello and welcome to Banking Under Pressure, the bankers podcast that looks at the implications of the current coronavirus pandemic on the banking sector. I'm Sylvia Pavoni, economics editor of the bank, and I'm talking to Ed Chan, who is a partner at Law Firm Linklaters. Thank you for joining me, Ed. Thank you, Sylvia. Take me through the legal implications of uh, the current situation on banks on the financial sector, and I know that some of your clients are uh, beginning to perhaps worry about potential future litigation coming out of a protracted situation that we're living in, in terms of economic slowdown and their inability to meet their contractual obligations. What we are seeing uh, over the last few weeks is a loss of interest amongst both banks and their customers, corporates. Uh, in particular, in terms of um, what the legal implications are arising from the present sort of crisis. The key thing for a lot of borrowers is to ensure that they are able to lock down um, their sources of financing. In this particular case, a lot of it will revolve looking at their facilities that they have in place to banks and making a decision as to whether they can continue to draw down under those facilities. There are also those uh, corporates that are projecting forward, thinking about how long the crisis might last, are looking at whether they're breaching financial covenants in their documents, whether they can continue to keep funding their enterprises um, over the next few months, and um, consequently thinking through um, whether there will be situations where they may end up in breach of their legal contractual documentation that they have uh, in place with banks. This, of course, then leads to banks as lenders and also corporates as borrowers considering whether particular clauses in their legal agreements may be triggered. So, for example, material adverse change clauses and, where relevant, force majeure clauses to see whether uh, the present uh, situation alters the legal rights uh, that the parties may or have already agreed between themselves. So it may be early um, days to talk about uh, litigation and some actors, perhaps m- most people would be right to sense uh, at the moment to go to court over this, but uh, do you have a sense for when this uh, sort of tolerance will diminish and therefore when we may start seeing um, people going to court over this? So it depends on how long um, the situation lasts. You can foresee a situation where um, if this crisis, this lockdown, doesn't extend beyond a few months. Yeah, maybe that is within the scope of tolerance uh, that lenders um, are, are prepared to bear. There is regulatory guidance on considering waivers carefully and a degree of forbearance is expected of banks um, in the present climate. Um, but one can see that at some point, if the present lockdown continues, if uh, corporate uh, fail to function as they otherwise would do, there will come a point at which um, lenders may need to consider their full legal rights under their um, contractual documentation. When that will occur is, is, is difficult to predict. What you can be sure of is that um, banks will, at that point, come under a degree of strain on their balance sheets, and it may be that uh, at that point, uh, banks will begin to insist more rigidly on the contractual rights that they have uh, in their documentation. So we may see banks uh, then taking potentially their corporate clients to court? If um, clients have breached covenants and there are events of default, you might see banks you know, calling on loans 
accelerating loans or enforcing security. So, so that might be that possibility. And of course, the uh, various degrees in which banks and their clients may be willing to go to court depends on the traditional propensity to litigate. So are we going to see if this were the case, more cases, more litigation, heavier litigation coming from the states? Obviously, that the litigation culture will be a factor. Another factor would be the depth of the crisis in a particular country, because um, the more stress there is, you would expect um, the banks to have come under greater sort of pressure in terms of their own balance sheets, and, and, and maybe that might inform a strategy of being more aggressive uh, in pursuing defaulted loans. That's great. Thank you so much for your comments, and uh, we shall keep in touch. Sylvia, thank you very much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.